You have a lot to focus on every day. Let Virginia Premier focus on your health coverage. Our health plan is only focused on Virginia, so we can connect you with quality health care and local resources. Our added benefits give you more value on top of your medical and drug coverage from Virginia Medicaid. See our benefits at virginiapremier.com slash Medicaid and have your whole family with the same health plan. Virginia Premier, focused on Virginia, focused on you. Bienvenido a Kaiser Permanente. El doctor ya te puede ver. Verá que aunque eres muy activo, ahora te cansas más rápido de lo normal. Verá que a menudo almuerzas comida rápida. Verá que pones a tu familia primero y tu salud tiende a caer en segundo o tercer lugar. Y claro que verá que tienes el azúcar alto, igual que tu papá. En Kaiser Permanente trabajamos juntos para ver todo lo que tú eres y darte el cuidado que tú mereces. Kaiser Permanente, para todo lo que tú eres. Hello, Cleveland. Welcome back to another edition of the Dogland Podcast. I am your host, Jackson McCurry. And joining me again as we break down another position group is Jack Duffin. Jack, how you doing, buddy? It's a sad day. It's, it's the final big position room. We've obviously got special teams that they are real people, but in terms of the offense and defense, it's it's the beginning of the end. Yeah, yes, it is. Uh it's like you said, it's the last big position group, the uh, safety position um, is what we're going to focus on today. And then Friday will be the conclusion. We'll focus on special teams. And then Jack will, I think, give a final recap about uh, everything on the offseason roster deep dive. But, you know, today we're looking at the safety position. Uh, you know, Jack, when you, you know, broke down like each position group and how many uh, players uh, a team carries on average, you said there's usually typically 10 defensive backs and, you know, teams will carry usually six corners and then obviously four safeties. But, you know, when you were talking about the linebackers last week, you said, you know, they might drop a linebacker to pick up another corner or another safety. Go ahead and explain that. Yeah. So where Woods has spoke about how he wants plenty of nickel and dime. We obviously saw a lack of um, DBs really hurt the Browns uh, across the season. So, they all want to know, hey, let's have more depth. Obviously, you can call special teams guys up, etc. But you don't want to be relying on that. Uh, that gets messy. So I think they will um, go with 11 DBs. It's going to be interesting to see, hey, what's the breakdown of 7 to 4 or 6 to 5? But in all honesty, the last two guys out of the 11, they're just special teamers. So if they're both cornerbacks, does it really matter? If they're both safeties, does it really matter? No. Um, so, yeah, it, it doesn't bother me too much which way that goes because if it's a three-safety base defense, for instance, um, in which case we'll have three starting safeties, two starting corners, um, then if that third safety goes down, whoever's playing, say, the more of that nickel role, they could easily go, we're going to use a slot corner next. It's not necessarily safety has to replace safety. Um, so, yeah, it's one just to keep an eye on. Yeah, I feel like if they do, you know, if Woods does want this three safety base, it, that they, I think they would trend more towards we we should go with the fifth safety instead of a seventh corner. But But like you said, like when you get down towards the bottom of the depth chart, those guys are mainly special teamers. And that if the third safety were to go down, that they would just fill it in with, I think, the nickel, the slot corner. Yeah, because at the end of the day, if you go in from sort of they they're going to play nickel and dime, 
So let's say you're, you've got a third safety and then your sixth DB is your slot corner. If your fifth DB goes down, who's a safety, you're probably more necessarily going to your sixth DB, who's probably your slot corner, to step up into that role, next man up. Um, and then, yeah, they'll probably then have the safety, who's safety four, coming in as your DB7, who then is there playing nickel. Uh, sorry, they're playing dime. Um, and yeah, it's just sort of next man up mentality. But th- they want plenty of starting or at least rotational level DBs on this team because we saw it's, it's what blows out. And the weird thing is you don't actually need to play. So if you wanted to play five DBs every snap, all five could play 100%. It's not like the D-line. But at the same time, you've got to have that depth. Andrew Berry said he can never never have enough good corners. And by by sort of association, you throw safeties in there. Um, They just need more and more guys. You can't be going cheap here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and when you look at starting free safety, I think a lot of people want to go ahead and pencil Grant Delpit in as uh, the starting free safety. Uh, He missed his entire rookie year with an Achilles injury. Um, but I think you and I are both in the same mindset, Jack, that you can't guarantee on Delpit, especially with an Achilles injury. Uh, you've seen guys be able to come back. You know, Richard Sherman is probably one of the most more recent ones. Uh, he's obviously a corner, not a safety, but, uh, those are severe injuries. It's not always a guarantee that a guy will come back and be the same player he was before the injury. So, and like, like you said, Andrew Barry's always talking about, you know, you can never have enough depth and like a next man up mentality. And I feel like they're going to go into this offseason thinking we can't guarantee 100 percent that Delpit's going to be the same guy. So we should focus on getting a starting caliber safety. And then if Delbit comes back and is the same player, it's an added bonus for the Brown secondary. Yeah. And it's, it's similar to sort of the greedy um, point of Delbit had two amazing years in college and then had the down year where he's drafted, but it was good pick. There's lots of upside. He's then missed that entire rookie season. And in all honesty, he's, he's not developing, adapting to the NFL in that time. And if we go back over the last four seasons, there's been four rookies in total that have come in and had a really, really good first year. They're Derwin James, Jesse Bates, Marcus Williams, John Johnson. And Grant Delpit is effectively going to have a rookie year next year. And, it's risky to go, hey, we'll rely on this guy. And if he isn't the player, we hope. And the Achilles injury is something, but he's never played a snap in the NFL. And you, you hear people, the way they talk about him, you, you think he's an all-pro. If if it was Miles Garrett missed a season, I, I've got no concerns Miles Garrett's going to go out there and still be an above-average starter, whatever injury hits him. We're talking about a guy that's never taken a snap in the NFL. And uh, the way he's sort of discussed you, you would think he's on a Hall of Fame career and he's just missed year five out of his career with an Achilles injury. I'm not saying don't calm the hype, but he can't be relied on as a day one starter and going, yep, he's there. We can just have sort of youngsters in the backfield depth. Um, safety is a really, really important position. Um, they're playing more snaps than everyone else. You've got your D-line. Miles Garrett's never going to play 100% of the snaps, whereas your safeties are out there 100% of the time. Coverage is king. Pass rush is important, but it makes the real difference. So, uh, no, we need to get one. Is it free agency? Is it the draft? We'll start with some free agents. It's a beautiful class. And will it stay this way by the time it comes? Probably not. 
Uh, first name, Justin Simmons. I think they'd be mad to let him go. Crazy things have happened, but he's probably staying there. Um, but they can easily set aside some money because it's not ridiculous, the price point. It's, what, 14 to 16 million for these guys, um, which isn't mad um, considering their age and stuff. So another one that I think is going to be gone um, is May. I think the Jets would be crazy to let him go. So you're looking at names. Anthony Harris from the Vikings, Marcus Williams from the uh, Saints, and John Johnson from the Rams. For me, Harris, I'm a little less keen on. He's slightly older. Um, he saw a regression in 2020, but so did every defender for the Vikings. Um, but he has been top three safety the two years before that. So the guy's class. Um, but for me, my crush in this lot, and I think just because we know about age, Marcus Williams, I think will be really, really interesting. He's only like 24 and a half, 25. Um, so crazy young or John Johnson. I think one of those two guys, will be a Brown come day one of free agency. Yeah, I mean, with Anthony Harris, you know, the rumors were there a lot uh, last offseason that, like, this was going to be the Browns' top target. He obviously got tagged. There was trade rumors after that, but I don't think anything ever formulated. Uh, Yeah, I'm with you on Williams and Johnson. They are, you know, in that prime part of, like, they're getting ready to hit their prime of their career. They're in the right age. Uh, to grow with the rest of this young Browns defense. And they're both extremely talented. And both of their teams that they're currently with, they have no financial flexibility to be able to keep them. So this is a prime spot for the Browns to be able to go out, get that safety that Joe Woods needs on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, you slot them in with what we already have in the secondary, Denzel Ward, a guy that we're going to talk about here shortly. Uh, You hope Greedy Williams, you hope Grant Delphitt, then that de- that secondary looks really good compared to last year when it was just Denzel Ward, uh, the next guy we're going to discuss, and a bunch of veterans. Yeah, no, so um, he's there, and there's some, the one other thing I'll touch on is draft. They could go this route, and as I said, Grant Delpit's risky, so you'll be thinking, well, it just said you can't rely on a rookie. Um, you can almost add two guys and double bet on yourself, so... Um, relying on just Grant Delpit and going, hey, first, second round pick. Um, he, he was in that level, even though he went in the second. Um, we can't rely on one. But if you have two, then you're in a nice position where you'd naturally assume, hey, one of the two is going to hit. Um, you'd then probably bring in some veteran depth, which we'll talk about later on. But it's certainly a route you could go of going, hey, we might bring in a veteran sort of on the cheap that can fill this role. Um, but at least we've got someone in here who two really promising players. You could have Delpit, you could have this, um, say it's a one, two draft pick. Um, and then we've got the next guy we spoke about, which gives you a really, really exciting young core. I just think they'll go cheap and lots of upside in the cornerback room. And that necessarily leads to spend some money on one safety because even if Denzel Ward gets extended this year, we've got two years before his money hits. We don't really have any sort of massive commitments in terms of the um, corner and safety room. Ronnie Harrison, who we we'll touch on next, has still got a fourth year of his rookie deal. He's not going to be crazy money. So they could easily sign a guy three, four years. Um, your Marcus Williams, probably four-year deal. And that that's fine because that's basically off the books by the time Ward money hits. Any of these other guys start hitting... So, um, yeah, I, I would say 
the one-star signing on defense, the entire defense, um, other than potentially a JJ Watt thing, if they decide to do that. Um, big money is uh, Mr. Williams. Without a doubt. And, you know, you touched on Ronnie Harrison. Uh, I think we could both say he's going to be the starting strong safety going into 2021. What a robbery that Andrew Barry pulled off with uh, getting him from Jacksonville for a fifth round pick. Uh, You know, everybody was wondering, like, the first couple games of the year, where's Ronnie Harrison? Then finally, I think it was the Colts game. He finally exploded onto the scene, had a pick six, and he was an impact player uh, on that defense throughout the year when he was on the field. Obviously, there was injury issues there, um, but great acquisition by Andrew Barry, and uh, you feel confident that he's going to be the strong safety, at least for 2021, but there's also the outside shot that if he plays well again this upcoming season, that they give him some kind of an extension and keep him in the fold. Yeah, no, and these are the sort of trades that really make the difference to a team um, because quite frankly the talent level between Ronnie Harris and Jamal Adams isn't as crazy as people would assume yeah if you ask me which of the two do I want on my team yeah I'm gonna tell you Jamal Adams if you told me one's a fifth round pick one's two first round picks um, you'd be nuts for going yeah I want the Jamal Adams side of that deal um, it's just ridiculous um, we've seen defensive playmakers change hands yeah um, Oh, a guy went to the Ravens, um, Clayus Campbell, fifth round pick. Um, you can get these guys, if the right situation, you've got to keep shopping around. And it's why you'll always hear Andrew Berry or the Cleveland Browns name around every deal. It used to be in the past, agents just trying to push up the cost of their uh, player because the Browns had a lot of cap space and roll over there. Um, but now, it's even we heard it around the Cam Newton deal. And you'd be like, why do we need Cam Newton? Probably don't need Cam Newton. But Andrew Berry's willing to sniff it out because... If it weren't that cheap, I, I would have happily had a third QB, Cam Newton, um, for three, four million last year. It's not going to change anything. Um, keep investing, sort of looking for these small deals. And it's it's not a sexy trade, but it's a more meaningful trade, a more beneficial trade for the team. So um, really, really good addition. I think they probably wait it out another year on extending Ronnie Harrison just because they want to answer that health question. And also, they they want to see what else plays out because if you've got if you do spend a load of money on, um, say, it's Marcus Williams, then you you can extend him. I don't think it's going to be an expensive deal. I, it's something I'm going to start looking at next week. I don't, it's tough to do because you he's not a top starter, which they're the, the easy deals to predict. Where once you get into this sort of tier three, four, five sort um safety then uh, that's it and before anyone says oh it's, it's not even a starter at that level no you can get down to like tier five and you're still talking about starters um just such on like why tell us a tier three guard um based over his three years so far that doesn't stop him being one of the like top 10 guards in the nfl it's just uh when you're looking at tiers of deals um so, yeah, I'm going to look into Ronnie Harris and have a look. I don't know if I'll end up coming out with an answer. There might never be an article on it, but uh, I'm certainly going to investigate. I feel like it's a challenge that you could definitely uh, try to pull through and come up with uh, come up with some kind of number for him. But, yeah, I feel like 2021 is pretty much going to be like a prove-it year for Harrison. If, you know, he balls out the way he did last year for the Browns, he'll, he'll be in line for an extension. But, I mean, the health is obviously the biggest issue. And to see what – 
what is he going to do in another year in this system? Uh, it'll be fascinating to watch. Um, you, we didn't guarantee Delbert being the starting free safety, but Jack, in your article, you do have him as the starting nickel slash rotational safety in a dime scheme. And I feel like that's a good way to ease him into the NFL. Uh, you say that this is a player that, you know, will only play around 25% of the snaps, uh, when they're in dime package, you know, nickel obviously is a big role in today's NFL. You need a solid third defensive back behind the two starting corners. So I feel like this is a good way to ease Delpit in and not just throw him into the fire as a starting safety. Yeah, so it's one of them where it might even be a case where they start the season more with a three-corner nickel and then move more to a um, three-safety nickel. So I would say it's really a guess at this point, but I'm working on the theory of 25% 25% of the time, you're going to have three linebackers out there, four DBs. 50% of the time, you're going to be in nickel. So five DBs, two linebackers. And then 25% of the time, you're going to have one linebacker and six DBs. So if you're saying, hey, every time we're in nickel, we're going to have three safeties out there, he might be your third safety, but you're still getting 75% of snaps, which is a trial by fire for any sort of player having their first snaps in the NFL so don't think oh he's not starting he's never going to get out there no it's not going to be that case and if he's out there in only nickel situations to start the season that's still 25% of snaps so um, he's going to get plenty of opportunity as this third safety on the roster and it's not someone that you're tied to because you could go hey Ronnie Harrison we like you you're a good player after this season but Delpit's awesome we maybe drafted a guy late um we're going a different route and you're going to see guys that they're going to go be starters for other teams in the NFL. And we don't mean like Austin Reiter's going to go be a starter at center um, because he was a UDFA and someone else gave him a shot. We talk, we're going to let go guys who are legit starters and go, we, we just can't afford that guy because we're going to commit to this person instead, or we're going to um, give Grant Delpit the opportunity and draft a guy in behind because we could be looking at any year's time where we go, we're not going to draft an entire starter in the in the draft. We've got our 22 locked down. This draft's all about let, one year in advance, and that's how the great teams draft in. They're looking at day one, two picks. That's one year in advance. Day four, to, uh, sorry, round four to seven, that's two years in advance you're looking because you really want to see, hey, can this guy develop in there? So, no, I, I think Grant Delpit, that's a sort of perfect role for him. You've taken the pressure off, but yeah, by the end of the season, he could be playing 75% of snaps, and that that that's awesome. Absolutely. I, I don't feel like they need to rush him out there, but of course, like who knows what will happen with the off-season training uh, workouts, mini camp, training camp, all that. I mean just ease him in and then, you know, turn him loose when you feel like he's ready. Like, I think like they did the same with Harrison to completely, completely different situation because he's already been in the league for a couple of years, but you don't want to do too much to delve it, especially coming off the injury, just ease him into a role. And then whatever happens after that happens. Um, Jack, when you look at the depth uh, at the safety room right now, there really isn't any Sheldrick Redwine's the only guy under contract right now. Uh, we had Andrew Sandejo and Carl Joseph here last year, both on one-year deals. Both are going to be unrestricted free agents. Uh, when, when you look at the depth, like you said at the top of the uh, show, these guys are predominantly going to be in special teams roles, and, and they could you know, 
get into the rotation maybe as a third safety, but more or less these guys will be special teamers. Uh, you could see like potential veterans coming in and be more or less, uh, you know, mentors to, you know, the young safeties we have in the room. But I think you want to take a shot on guys like late in the draft or undrafted guys that, you know, can contribute immediately to special teams. Yeah. So I don't think there's a future here for shelter. Red wine. Um, we all heard fans' views on uh, <laughs> Andrew Sindejo, and if Sindejo's getting more snaps ahead of Redwine, that says more about Redwine than anything to do with Sindejo. So um, let that be the judgment. If you think Sindejo is bad, Sheldrick Redwine's worse in the view of this coaching staff. So I, I, I'm very much of the view you move on. If Sheldrick Redwine is great on specials, um, like uh, sort of an MJ Stewart, Carlson, some of these other guys, um, Mr. Thomas, um, then you're sat here going, yeah, you can keep him there. It doesn't matter that he, he might not be a great safety. You can stick him four if you have fifth safety um, and you you feel good about him there. So I don't think it's anyone on the roster that's filling that role. I don't think Kyle Joseph or Sandejo's back. I, don't, I wouldn't hate Kyle Joseph if they brought him back as a fourth safety. Um, I think he's the sort of guy where they might go, hey, we'll bring in another sort of round one, round two draft pick. Um, we'll go uh, Harrison and then sort of Cole Joseph, and it gives you that sort of option there. Um, another one-year deal, but I, I don't think he's a guy they bring in. One guy, apparently there's probably some fans of this podcast that follow a certain university, um, not so far from a, where the Cleveland Browns play. This this guy that Hugh Jackson fell in love with, He's available probably on like a one-year, two-and-a-half million deal. I would say bring him in. It's, it's Mr. Malik Hooker. Um, for me, that that's ideal. I could understand why he would say no if the Browns approach him, just because he's saying, hey, look, if you've signed Marcus Williams, you've got two other guys, I could come there on your fourth safety. I, I might not even play a snap this year. Um, but I, I think that's the sort of deal I'd really push on because there's no risk there bringing in a Malik Hooker and going, hey, one year, if, if he never plays a snap and he gets injured in camp, you've not really lost anything. Um, it's all good. So I would bring him in because the upside's huge. Um, and yeah, if, if someone goes down, then I, I'm up for giving him a shot um, and seeing what happens. So those are the sort of one-year guys that take a punt on in free agency. And then I, th- I think we probably draft someone. If we don't go that route, even if we do go that route, why not draft someone in the fourth, fifth round, bring them in. And if you like what they see, you see across the year, it's a nice, easy transition off of Harrison um, because lots of times that they'll bring guys in. And if they go, Hey, this guy's not got it. Let's extend Harrison, give him three more years. And this guy's either awesome depth or we can flip him and send him somewhere else where he can play. So I, I, I think, Somewhere between a Malik Hooker one-year sort of prove-it deal or they go the route of let's draft someone. Obviously, it's not a massive priority of the draft because if you've got Marcus Williams, you've got Ronnie Harrison, you've got Delpit, even if you draft someone, they're never going to be a starter, ideally, in the next three years. So you're not going to spend decent draft capital on them. You're looking at that potentially fourth round at the earliest. Yeah, definitely. I feel like, you know, if they do go the Malik Hooker route or even bring back Carl Joseph, I feel like that's probably like the max thing that they would do in terms of depth, bringing in a veteran on a one-year deal, very cheap. Um, 
I think like that's the best case scenario. Like you said, they could go in the draft, add someone late, but if you already have Ronnie Harrison, Grant Delpit, uh, you sign a big time free agent at that position, like a Marcus Williams, I don't see them spending much more resources into, you know, adding such a talented depth uh, in the safety room. You know, I feel like Malik Hooker or Carl Joseph be like a two or $3 million deal on a one-year deal. I don't know if, if that number is too high. I feel like it would be a little bit lower, but yeah, just do what they did last year. You know, bring Carl Joseph in on a one-year deal, see what happens. If they did the same with Malik Hooker or another potential safety, it's not a bad idea just to see what they got and what they could potentially bring. Yeah, and if if you're thinking, uh, hey, what what goes on in front office? And hey, I've never been in a front office, but I'm going to give you a guess at how these smart guys are going to operate. They're going to have a matrix there. They'll look through every single free agent, everyone on the roster, and everyone sort of potentially in the draft. Not so much down to, hey, you're trying to predict who's going to be there in the third or fourth rounds, nuts, but sort of a rough idea of where the value of the draft is. And then they're going to sit there and go, right, right, we want a starting level safety. Here's the guys we want, and here's the top number. And they're going to start that. And if the market says, hey, it's more expensive, they're out. They're not going to sit there and pay an extra $3 million a year because this is the guy they're married to. Um, they'll just be out. And they'll have loads of different combinations of like, well, if we get Marcus Williams or John Johnson, here's what we do with the room. If we don't get that, here's another thing we do with the room because we might bring Carl Joseph back here and everything that plays off of that. So they'll have loads of different ones and that's going to be for every single room and there'll be interlinked rooms sort of corner and safety. If if we spend extra on safety, here's what we're going to do at corner. If we spend extra at corner because a free agent we really like is available, here's how we're going to balance it out with safety. Um, and they're, they're going to be looking at a three-year window as, as well with that. But there's going to be so many moving pieces. And it would be fascinating to sit there and sort of be in these discussions because the same thing myself and Jack have sat here and spoke about. They're sitting there going, hey, here's all the options. They they start with a really wide board. And we've seen where they're involved in all these discussions. They They put everything on the table. Let's chat about this. And they'll take lots off. No, we're not interested in this guy. Not interested in that. Oh, we reckon this guy's going to be on that. Oh, here's our max pay for him. He's off. And so they're going to have a really, really detailed um, view. And, and and that's really promising because leave no stone unturned. Look at everything on the table and uh, get down there. Because there is always little deals that happen. Um it was a good strategy of bringing in loads of one-year prove deals. We saw it probably across the whole NFL um, just because of COVID. But that opportunity will stay. Your Gary and Conley's, your Malik Cookers, go, go and bring these guys in. Um, I was banging the table for a um, guy, Washington. It was at the Eagles before, cornerback, um, Ronald Darby. Um, those are the sort of prove it deals bring them in um, and see what happens because you're not committed and if they're great hey you can either extend them or you get a comp so it's win wins absolutely uh, Jack as we wrap it up I mean we're through the safety room uh, Friday's our last episode of the uh, roster deep dive as we focus on special teams and the conclusion like this month's gone pretty quick I mean I can't believe we're almost done with this Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's bittersweet. Um, I've loved these shows, but they are coming to an end. So, uh, no, it's it's one that, yeah, I'm always looking for more ideas, things to write about. So I've touched on Ronnie Harrison. Um, you obviously had the um, Denzel Ward article yesterday. 
Um, there, there's just so much stuff going on. Um, any ideas? If you think, hey, I'd love an article on this, let me know. Um, I'm not going to write on guys taking pay cuts. Um, you know who I'm on about, uh, listeners. Um, but it, that's not my style. I'm not writing a piece saying, hey, this dude deserves a 40% pay cut. I was tempted. I might look at what would he get on the open market if he was let go. Um, but I'm probably not going to write it. Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, absolutely. Uh, all our listeners, all our readers, please go check out Jack's off-season roster deep dive series on thedogland.com. It's excellent work. Uh, go back in the archive and listen to previous episodes if you haven't. Uh, you know, we, I dropped an episode on Tuesday where we talked some draft with uh, Alex Hale, who's our draft, draft guru. It's a great episode. And then uh, tomorrow, which will be Thursday, because this is dropping on a Wednesday, Anthony comes back into the studio. We uh, go over all the coaching hires that went across the league this year. Uh, we broke all those down and what uh, what the direction of each franchise is going forward into 2021 and beyond. So hope you all like that. Um and uh, as always, go check out thedogland.com. And thank you for listening to this podcast. Jack, go ahead and plug your Twitter and where people can find you. Yes, yeah, so it's at Jack Duffin, D-U-F-F-I-N. Um, DMs are open. Um, send in any ideas, any cap questions, any roster questions. Happy to answer them all. Um, thank you for all the love with the uh, Cap Magic article that went out last week. Um, so many people enjoyed that. Loads of different things. And I'll keep coming back to it because stuff like void years, backloading deals, option bonuses, this is stuff you're going to see um, not just this year from the Browns. Um, you're probably going to see it in years to come because, hey, we've got a good roster. Now we've got to pay some guys. And as always, follow me on Twitter at JackMcCurry08. Uh, follow the Dogland at the Dogland on Twitter and as well as Facebook. And until next time, go Browns. Go Browns. You have a lot to focus on every day. Let Virginia Premier focus on your health coverage. Our health plan is only focused on Virginia, so we can connect you with quality health care and local resources. Our added benefits give you more value on top of your medical and drug coverage from Virginia Medicaid. See our benefits at virginiapremier.com slash Medicaid and have your whole family with the same health plan. Virginia Premier, focused on Virginia, focused on you. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.